Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, Old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and the Tenth Kingdom. And we're going to do a movie here and there. Maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 102 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, how you doing? I'm good, Zug Zug. What? Oh, sorry. I got the wow blood in me. Oh, God, you fucking nerd. That's right. Uh, all right, I, I guess we're just rolling right into that. You've been playing a lot of WoW Classic. I've been playing a lot of WoW Classic. You told me it was too much WoW Classic. I've been playing too much WoW Classic. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... That's absolutely the truth. Um, I told you I don't have enough time for that game. The problem is I do have time for the game. I just don't have time for the game and anything else right. in my life. Right. Um, so I'm struggling right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't have to get into it, but I've been playing a lot. So uh, really enjoying that game. You'd be happy to know that uh, while our guild, while our like Casey guild was getting enough people together to be able to form an actual Mm -hmm. guild in game uh i joined a casual guild called the tunnel snakes excellent yeah it was great excellent so about every 20 minutes or so somebody would just yell tunnel snakes rule in chat great i mean you should with that kind of a name it was great uh it was super cool everybody in there was really friendly and uh you know it's just a nice nice way to dip your toe back into the game everybody's Mm -hmm. being super cool 
with each other? That's kind of what I've seen online. So I've never actually played World of Warcraft at all. Uh, I, I think I've always had this kind of romanticized idea of what everybody really just kind of holds it up on a pedestal to be, which seems mm-hmm. to be this, like for all its flaws and everything. But I think everybody is going into this wanting everybody to have those kind of same experiences again. So I'm like, I'm just like seeing those screenshots of people like actually lining up to kill like a quest and quest enemy or like, Hey, this person can only talk to one person at one time. So we can like make this orderly line. Like it was kind of a cool thing. I've never seen Mm -hmm. that before. Uh, yeah, it's cool that like that stuff you're talking about the line stuff that was for like the first several days for sure. Because, uh, those servers were full. I mean, all across the board man there were oh, a lot I of bet. servers yeah. so you know you, you start in the starting area and there are just a million people there mm. uh, so what they've done is there's something called layering it took several people explaining this to me to understand how it works but basically when you make a character you pick a server pick a server and you and whoever else are on that server are stuck there unless you pay to transfer which probably later they will offer because money is cool sure I mean probably want yeah. some uh, but you're stuck on this server and the server has a population limit. Well, everyone made, you know, you could reserve names ahead of time if you wanted to on your server. Uh, but what, what matters is you get onto this server, everyone's stuck there. And eventually, you know, a few weeks in, like right about now, you're going to have a lot of people fall off the game either entirely or they're just not going to binge it. I mean, people took off vacation days to play this. Totally. I know a bunch of people Mm -hmm. who did that. And, that's something special. Well, you can't sustain that. So after about three weeks, sure. population starts to go down. Right. People eventually do have to go back to work. Right. So what you don't want is for the population in your server to get too low that you can't find groups for anything. You can't, right. I mean, if there are, if there's a high population, you just can't do anything. So to make a long story short, the Kansas City Guild, like the whole community, we were trying to get on one server, but there was a big miscommunication and a bunch of stuff went down but basically what happened was the server queue on the server that we picked was way too long and it took three weeks to go away well a lot of people like me didn't want to wait three weeks to play the game sure so a bunch of my high school friends we all went and made characters on a separate you know medium to high population server and a bunch of other people did the same thing well once you once you've spent a dozen hours into your character you don't want to make a new one totally so yeah. everybody's pretty like spread to the winds now. We still got a decent number of people on ours and then on the main one we originally picked. But uh, more or less, we're all just talking on Discord and hanging out and stuff, which is cool. It'd be great to be able to play together. Uh, but the way Blizzard has tackled this population issue is this thing called layering. So what you'll do is let's say you're in the bank in the middle of one of the capital cities. You're going to look around you and you're going to see... 10 people. Mm-hmm. Well, in actuality, there are probably 100 people in that bank right now. But there are a bunch of servers basically stacked on top of each other. So uh, my server is Old Blanchy. That server is, you know, has a, a decent number of people, but it's always populated because when more players log into the game, the game creates these layers, right? These additional pockets where people can play the game and see each other so like if you and i were in the main city running around we might not appear to each other but if we invite each other to the same party then we'll appear 
Interesting. So what it means is that no matter how many people total are on the server, there are always enough people around you. Like if you if you hop in chat, you can see everybody in chat. Mm-hmm. But physically, you're not like competing with each hmm. each other for like quest mobs or um you know my computer would not be able to handle it if there were a million people showing up in in the main city it just wouldn't be able to take it so that's their way of of keeping the population good so you're you know if you run out into an area where a lot of people are questing it can be hard because if you're all fighting for the same stuff but the respawn rates for a bunch of enemies are all turned way 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 up almost to impossible levels sometimes yeah there i was out in just a regular area like it's definitely an area that you want to kind of group up for even in the original vanilla classic uh but now you'll you'll be fighting enemies and enemies will spawn underneath you before you've even finished fighting um and that's so weird yeah so they'll spawn faster depending on depending on how many people are in the area but also so so that's cool so that's how layering works uh the person who hit level 61st in the world used layering to to basically cheat the system to just sit in a sit in an area with a ton of enemies and every time they would wipe you know they would kill everything they'd have somebody invite them to a party which put them on a different layer with all respawned that's really mobs. smart it is really that smart. is really smart also but fuck, it's cheap man. yeah it's yeah. just like oh man uh but whatever i mean it, it doesn't really matter to me but i wish that it you know I wish that that wasn't cheese. So do you think that... So the the layering thing, at least to me, being a WoW outsider, a WoW outsider, if you will, huh. uh, is this something that you think... Like, you feel like this is just in place to handle, like, the just incredible amount of demand that they're having on their servers for right now? Like, is this something that you can see going away eventually as people uh, well, inevitably just kind of fall off of it? Um, there are a lot of people who know a lot more about this than I do. Okay, I'm, fair enough. Uh, this, for all I know, maybe this is something that happens in other games as well, okay, but like, cool. I yeah. just got I, a PC. I, the last MMO that I spent a ton of time with was, like, fucking RuneScape, so. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, I know there wasn't layering back then, because yeah, this was a new totally, term to me totally. that I had to have explained. Uh, yeah, I've never I was heard like, of that why either. is everything yeah. respawning so fast? <laughs> I just killed you three seconds it's ago. Crazy. What are you doing? Uh... Yeah, so that stuff's interesting as a windsider myself. Um, I can tell you that from my, like, layman's perspective, they are, like, layering will stick around as long as there are high population servers because it reduces the stress on my computer. Mm -hmm. Um, It allows me to move around the world in a way that competition doesn't stifle me. Uh, But then probably most importantly is the population thing. So, uh they want to keep as few total servers like realms they want to keep as few realms as possible because the more realms they have the more spread out the player base is going to be so you want to keep as many people in as few servers as possible they were very transparent with that uh, decision before it actually came out they were like right as it came out because the queue times were like you'd wait like three or four hours to log on good lord to that, yeah to that one server mm-hmm. but we made new ones on one where you could just play instantly so yeah we just did that. Sure. But uh, they were like, yeah, we know that the wait times are crazy. We're offering free transfers to other servers, but we really don't, you know, we're really not in a big hurry to make new servers because it's going to cause problems down the road. And I think that was a good decision. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too, because uh, with. So I, I think 
going back to what I my MMO You're knowledge well with RuneScape, you mm-hmm. know, like I I think that that game has just stuck around as well as it or as long as it has, or at least the like quote old school version, which is kind of going for sort of the same I don't want to say the same market, but like that same kind of appeal. Like mm-hmm. when people think of RuneScape, they don't think of what it is now modern day RuneScape. They think of quote 2007 scape or whatever right and i i I think that if it if it is just like this cool snapshot of vanilla wow i think eventually people are going to fall off on it and adding more servers will just you'll eventually have to get into like hey nobody's on this server except for like 10 people and we're just gonna have to shut (laughs) it down and those 10 people are gonna be really fucking judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bummed about it, you know. So I I know that old school RuneScape does this thing where uh, I think it's members which is like their paid subscription because you can play for free also. Mm. Uh, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have to have like a certain like combined total level. I think it's like 500 plus or something like that. But uh, if the developers want to make any sort of change to it, it has to pass that voting body with like a three-fourths vote, which I think is a really cool thing. And they've like added new content that just it, like they're still actively developing new concept, new content for quote old school RuneScape. <laughs> like it's right. a really neat thing. And it's keeping a lot of people there. Like it's really neat. I I like that a lot. I I just I I want. I keep saying that I want to go back to play a little bit more RuneScape, but I know I just don't have the time. And the little bit that I have gone back over the past couple of years, it's just really hard to l- make myself stick with it when there's just mm-hmm. other things out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They. The. The game is slow it's very very slow yeah i can imagine everything is so slow and everyone's poor all the time uh when the game first came out man well actually honestly just till until like a couple days ago i couldn't even afford all my abilities all the time like i'd be like oh man i'm catching up i got money now and then i'd realize oh i have to go train my character i've got new abilities and i wouldn't even be able to buy all the abilities you know, let alone like this other stuff that I'd been planning on. I'm like, well, there go all my hopes and dreams. Right. Uh, I'm poor. Yep. And uh, and everybody's in the same boat. It's interesting that you've got such a huge population of people who've played before. So everybody knows what's up. So, you know, there's there's like this artificial level to some of the stuff where like in the auction house, there's inflation on, you know, on buying and selling items because they don't have use now, but there are going to be patches soon that are going to make certain things relevant. Uh, one thing I didn't realize before I started playing was that the battlegrounds, like the, you know, capture the flag and capture the bases, PvP stuff, is not in the game right now. And it's not going to be in the game for like a few months, which is way Interesting. too long. Interesting, Dude, yeah. I was looking forward to those so much. Were, did those ship like on, quote, like day one vanilla wow or were those like eventually just kind of hey we've got these cool things we're patching in i have no idea great (laughs) but i know uh there are different phases they're doing stuff in so it's either phase two or phase three that 
that PvP is coming in. I don't know. I didn't know any of this stuff until after I had already started playing. Um, yeah, I really just want to PvP, but I'm going to be high level before it even drops. And, like, I was really looking forward to, you know, the, the battlegrounds go in brackets of, like, 10 levels at a time all the mm-hmm. way up to 60, which is the max. And I was really looking forward to experiencing each level because the way people play and the abilities yeah, people have are totally, totally different. Totally. Um, so, yeah, it's... I'm kind of bummed out that, that that's not in there right now. Yeah. I was really excited. That, is, that, that is a weird kind of choice, but I mean, I guess if you have to cut something, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I don't even know why they have to cut it. I don't know. This The answers are probably on the internet. I'm just a dude trying sure, to play. Sure, totally understand and that. And anytime something yeah. comes up, I just like ask general chat. I'm like, yo, it's what's like, what, what the, the fuck? Like, y'all, y'all see this shit? Right. Like, what's up? And I'm sure general chat is very happy and smart and intelligent to respond yeah 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 totally. something like that uh baron's chat is n- a notorious part of of world of I warcraft have, so i know nothing about world of warcraft except that i know what baron's chat is because i feel like that just kind of exploded like just almost like the concept of a baron's chat it i've had it described to me as like the 4chan board of yeah like world of warcraft and it yeah. just kind of became bigger than the game itself for a little while it's yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. It's the shit posting uh, right. zone where, Which, where everybody. Honestly, like, hmm. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that looks like modern day. So it used to be Chuck Norris jokes all day, right? Okay. Now they're oh, Keanu wow. Reeves jokes. Oh, mm, okay. I take that back. That sounds <laughs> so, that sounds just obnoxious. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Oh man, it. Oh. I love shit posting, but you got to be smart about it. Like, I feel like there's an art to shit posting, you know. I mean, it's it's made me laugh a few times. The stuff I've okay, seen in great. there is pretty yeah. funny. It, I, I guess that's true of a lot of things. Like, you can see some just scrolling through like Twitter or Facebook. You can see some pretty garbage memes, but there's always going to be one that's like this it just, fucking it hits gets you me. just right. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, people are really good at naming names. Like the density of good names is very high. I bet yeah. because people were ready out of the gates with all these puns and sure. stuff. I one of my friends is named Eat Chicken. He's a a Torin, which is like the bull character, right? Mm-hmm. He's like a cow. So he's like, oh, eat chicken, Chick Fil A, ha ha. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and yesterday I saw someone uh, just like his character named Eat Mo Chicken, and I'm like, great. I wonder how many Eat Chickens there are out there. Like people are ready for this. Man, I, I feel like you don't see clever screen names as much anymore. They're all taken. Well, and I'm not just you talking know? about like wow, but like just in general. I feel like whenever. I know we're going on a pretty big tangent here, but uh, whenever I was playing like Halo 3 on 360 or mm-hmm. like around the time of like the Halo 3 to like Modern Warfare 2 era, like that kind of point in time, I was just running into names. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Right. And uh, man, it, and you don't really see that much anymore. So I think this is for a few reasons. I've thought about this. Uh, first of all, with like gamer tags, mm-hmm. if you're on Xbox and you don't care about nothing it will generate a name for you that's true and that's i know true. people who've just accepted those it'll be like laughable chicken yeah you know yeah. or like s- strong there's a feather a, i mean just just uh, just two words a stuck friend together. of mine's brother's was sad bowl like sure all right yeah, okay. thanks xbox great <laughs> right. but you don't want to pay 10 bucks to like change it you know because yeah. it's like it's fine it's just inoffensive whatever if you don't care then that's totally fine so you've got that uh but that's that alone is not a big thing what i think that does though is it just muddies the waters where you have a bunch of names sure. that aren't good so then people you know, aren't really striving 
to to get good names because they don't care. Like the um, the amount of importance people place on like clever names, I think, has mm. has deteriorated. Yeah. Also, um, there are a lot more kids these days playing than before. So, like WoW Classic is predominantly adults. Uh, almost yeah, entirely. I, I, I can imagine. Probably, I would say people our age, maybe a little bit older. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are younger kids in there, but the um, the impression I've gotten is like, I mean, I would straight up say eighty five percent adults. Sure. Uh, you know, pulling a number out of the air. But uh, if you if you know if I'm on PlayStation right now in Apex, I'm playing with at least fifty percent kids, at least mic'd up. You know, and I assume that most of the ones that aren't mic'd up have parental controls because they're actually children. Um, all of this is to say you've got a bunch of kids who don't care about that stuff, but they'll show you a mean floss. Yeah. Um, Great. And then you've got a bunch of people our age who don't have the same, uh, like, background. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've we've got nostalgia for stuff. You know, we're in our 20s, so to talk about nostalgia is funny. Sure, um, yeah. But, like, we are the generation of nostalgia. Sure, yeah. Uh, w- there's all this stuff going on, but there's so many things online. If I'm talking to another 30-ish year old on Apex... There, there's probably not actually that much we have in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 10 or 15 years ago when the internet age was so much younger or, you know, the uh, the people playing Halo on Xbox and stuff, that community was so much smaller and there were a lot more shared experiences. And now I feel like the internet is so big, it's been around, that those shared experiences are way different. Uh, I saw a meme, sorry, sorry, I'm really going off the deep end here. Okay. But I actually was thinking about this a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a meme that, you know, it's four panels. The first one is a kid playing Fortnite. And there's a kid with a Minecraft shirt that says, man, do you even play real or you don't even play real games? And then next panel, it's that kid playing Minecraft. And, and it's somebody playing like, uh, oh, what was the one? Was it... Um, I don't know. I don't know if it matters that much. Maybe it's yeah. Call of Duty, mm-hmm. but it was that. And then the, the one before that was like Halo or something, you know. But the idea is just like you got these generations where everybody sees the generation, you know, after them and says, oh, my gosh, look at this kid stuff. But the difference now is that the Minecraft generation was only like five years ago, you know. Yeah. And now we're in yeah. the Fortnite I generation. I remember Minecraft like hit the, the I remember Minecraft getting really fucking big, like when I was, I think it was like sort of late into high school for me, which obviously might make some people who listen to this feel old, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it, it is wild and it is just wild how big that was. And I feel like people are so eager to just like, all right, cool. We had our time with that and we're ready to move on to the next thing. But mm-hmm. there are still so many fucking people playing Minecraft. It is still consistently one of the biggest games in the world. Yeah. The thing is like people, people move on like the mainstream right, titles right. change, but the pool of players is growing so much. Like if you're a kid now, there's just a really solid chance that you play some sort of video game. When we were kids, not, you know, there was so much smaller of a popu- uh, of a percentage sure. of people doing that stuff. But now, like, my friend is a school nurse, and she said that there was, like, some sort of talent show thing where all these kids went up there. And I think, I think the school she's at is, like, roughly kindergarten, sixth grade, something like that. And they had this thing, you know, you go up on stage, and you can do whatever you want. And, like, the first graders went up there, and then they flossed, and everybody laughed. 
And then like the third graders went up there and they flossed and everybody laughed. And then the sixth graders went up there. Yeah. Can you guess what they did, Cam? Uh, Orange Justice. They did Orange Justice. Great. But then the other sixth graders <laughs> came up there and they fucking flossed yeah. and everybody laughed. I, I have had, like, I, I know some friends of mine who are uh, specifically music teachers and good Lord, they're just like, yeah, man, like. I don't even play Fortnite. I don't even really care about it, but I feel like I just have to know what it is to like keep up. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Well, it's it's strange though. It's I mean, here I am. This is my old man, you know, old man Tom, you know, creeping out. But the fact it it's not even the fact that everybody was flossing in that story. It was the fact that every single time people were just falling over the kids right. were falling over laughing. Like it just it didn't get old. All of them were in on the joke, you know, from 1st grade to 6th grade. Mm-hmm. That is something that did not exist when I was a kid. Like to have right. a shared experience with that breadth of kids. When you're a kid, like one grade away from you is a lifetime away. Oh, you know, yeah, two, absolutely. Two grades away, man, they're, you know, those are big kids. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And just like even just like you were saying, knowing kind of what games are and like the likelihood of like other people like I could go through my elementary school and recite the fucking Chop Chop Master Onion rap from Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> and like maybe one person in my entire school across like seven grades would even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like that's a wild thing. So you've got a bunch of kids who have sh- a lot of shared experiences, even though they're changing quickly. Mm. So you've got these like many generations of gaming um, that can be broken down into like five-ish year chunks. And I feel like it's just going to keep getting smaller. Who knows? I'm not smart enough to, to, to really make claims like that. But that's how it is for this young generation that's coming up on this stuff now that was born into it. But for people our age... Um, you're really reaching back. Like you've got, even for a lot of people, if, if I hopped in apex right now, so that's my go-to. A lot of people use call of duty. Um, when I'll jump in there, I'll either make jokes or someone else will make jokes and it'll become clear that we just, there's barely any overlap in the games we play. Like people have asked me, what am I playing? Or I've asked them, what are they playing? And we never, ever say the same games. Uh, when I tell people who I run into out in the world who like aren't aren't gamer gamers but they're like yeah i play call of duty i'll be like you know they'll say hey what are you playing i'll be like oh yeah this game called bastion i, I just played it a little bit ago it's an indie game and they're like oh is indie like a, a, a you know is indie the name of a studio mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's a fair question no <laughs> um and they're like so so like what is it multiplayer i'm like no but that's funny that you would ask that as first question mm-hmm. or yeah second question yeah um but basically this idea of like an indie game was totally 
so far off their radar that they didn't even, they barely understood what I was talking about. And uh, what that means, and those are usually people my age, my my age or younger. And uh, it's just funny to find myself in a position talking to somebody who's like, oh yeah, I, I play some games. I play Call of Duty as, as like pretty much the only answer anyone ever tells me. Like I I would say 90% of the time that anyone says that, <laughs> it's the only answer. I'm like, do you play any like single player games? And they're like, I mean, I played the campaign on Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, did you like it? They're like, I don't remember it. And I'm like, man, I'm really struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm really reaching here. Yeah, we are definitely going way far on this tangent. But uh, I, I definitely have noticed as like I, because I'm, I'm definitely somebody who tries to keep up with video game news everywhere. And there's like a lot of people like in that space who like to discuss and talk about video games and like talk about upcoming releases and like basically do video gamey things on the internet. And it is wild how small of a bubble that actually is. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, like most people uh, like Madden and call of duty, even though people who like not, I'm not talking shit on these games at all because I do think that they are important. They serve a purpose. People really like those, but you, the people who like to talk about and appreciate games and like kind of the major enthusiast like bubble of games, that's not the target market. And mm-hmm. it is so small. And those people are, they might play them, but like it's never going to be, it's never going to be really important to that small bubble. But there's so many people outside of that bubble that they're always consistently in the top 10. Like I think last year was one of the first years that Call of Duty was not the best selling game of the entire year. It was Red Dead 2. But mm-hmm. Rockstar also has the like appeal to like break that bubble. Like it is not uncommon for Rockstar. Like I feel like they, if if any studio were to like announce their new game in like the fucking New York Times, then they would be it. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, there's uh you know Skyrim is a pretty pretty popular game, right? I never would, heard of it. Well, I made a joke <laughs> in in one of the local in the local Madden group. Mm-hmm. And I don't play Madden. I don't really play any sports games. Uh, but I was in there and somebody, and I apologize if I've already said this on the podcast, somebody in there, this is like six months ago, says, man, so like low key, I think th- this Skyrim game is 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 really good. And that's all they said. And I was like, what? Oh, hot, hot off the presses. Like, oh my gosh, somebody likes Skyrim. And, and, you know, or no, he, so he says that and he, he says... Uh, has anyone else in here played it? And there are like a thousand people in there. Mm-hmm. And so I commented, I was like, that's like asking if people wear pants. And and he responded, he's like, I mean, in this group, uh, <laughs> I'd be surprised. Yeah. And so I paid more attention. Dude, most, all of the other people who, there are like four other people who responded on that post, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. They never even heard of it. And I'm like, man, I can't believe you are playing a video game and you don't know at least, like you don't know of one of the most fa- like popular video games of all time. And uh, similar things like that have happened in other places. But mm-hmm. I'm always just blown away. I'm like, man, I just thought there would be some overlap here. Yeah, it is. It is really, really interesting. Uh, we are running a little bit long on time here. Lol. So I'm going <laughs> to hey, jump over. Hey, just like WoW Classic. <laughs> yeah, Last right. forever. <laughs> I'm going to jump over to what I've been playing. Uh, so I, I'm going to go sort of chronologically. Um, I haven't really talked about Fire Emblem much on this podcast at all. I feel like just we've had a lot of weird like life and scheduling stuff, stuff come up like right as soon as that game came out. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember we recorded an episode like three days after it came out, but I had maybe spent an hour and a half into it. Um, I am kind of falling off of that game a little bit. 
Uh, I think it may have just been that it was a little overhyped for me. Um, I do know... Uh, I I don't really consider this much of a spoiler just because it is something that literally everybody talks about. Like, there is a, quote, time skip in that game where time will, like, jump forward to another point in time. Uh, I think I am, like, literally right before that. And I really enjoyed a lot of this game for, like, the first... I don't know what chapter I'm on. I'm going to go ahead and say like chapter 10 or 11 or something. But I like for the first eight chapters, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. It's neat. Uh, you're basically going around as your character. Uh, you are a professor in charge of this like class that they just call house, hence three houses. Um, and each one has like different characters in there. And then like they essentially are your units in battle. You're like training them to become officers at this training academy. Um, you... You spend, like, your free time, like, walking around, talking to them. You can, like, give them gifts or, like, eat meals with them to, like, increase their motivation, stuff like that. It's very, like, a lot of it is very much kind of a social sim akin to, like, Persona. It seems a little bit more fleshed yeah. out. Uh, I really do like the fact that not only do characters bond with you, but they can bond with each other. Oh, that's cool. Which is really neat. So, like, if you have... Uh, I'm not even going to try to just pick two characters at random because there's a lot of characters in this game. But like if you have like character A and they're fighting next to like physically next to on like the tactics, fire emblem, turn based strategy ship. If they're sitting right next to each other and like person B attacks and takes out an enemy next to them, then if they're adjacent to each other, then like a little heart symbol will pop up and they get like points towards their bond. And you get like bonuses cool. depending on like how close those two units are to each other, which I think is really cool and neat. Yeah. Um, that's. I, I don't of, think I've heard of that mechanic in a right, game right, like and before. like coming from like me coming from very much a persona background, like it's it, it those games very much feel like your character is the only important one in that world because you're the only one that can like flesh out these bonds and like mm -hmm. have these cool experiences with them. So it was really neat to see that anytime their like bond level ranks up, then you get to see like a little cutscene of those two characters interacting. There's a lot of them, which is really cool. Uh, I think the game is a little overwhelming because there is. Oh, good lord. Uh, at least 30, maybe 40 characters that you can, like, create bonds with and interact with. Uh, all of them are, like, different characters. Uh, That's have, a lot like, of characters. Yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming. Um, the game just kind of makes you pick which house you want to be in charge of. Kind of before you've really gotten to know any of them, which is, like, kind of neat. Because it's like very much like you are making this decision at the start, which I guess if you are a new teacher at a school, you wouldn't really know the kids that mm -hmm. well anyway. Um, yeah, it. I I think all that stuff is neat, but it does start to just kind of feel like I am going through the motions a little bit. Um, I I have heard that once I hit the point that I am apparently very close to, then shit quote pops off and it does some really really cool things that i'm probably gonna try and stick around and see um, all right finish up your list and okay. then tell me how realistic it is for you in like the next week or two to get to that point um because last time we spoke <sighs> you were still at this point yeah i i, I and just the longer straight you up wait the i just straight up haven't been playing it like yeah. uh uh, there's been other stuff that I've been wanting to check out, namely a couple of well, one thing on this list in particular that I'm going to go through. But I don't know. I, I feel like I should just power through it over the next couple of days um, just so I can at least kind of like see what's happening. I do intend to at least try to roll credits on it once, but the game is really fucking long. It feels very kind of padded out. 
Um, I'm not right, crazy. Here, well, here's what we can do. Okay. Instead of setting like an alarm on your phone, I'll set an alarm on my phone. Yeah. And each time it goes off, I'll be like, all right, so what progress have you made? <laughs> just shoot me a text like, you, you fucking playing Fire Emblem? You gotta <laughs> yeah. teach those fucking Yo, just kids. Check it on you. I'll be like, send me a picture or you're not playing right now. Um, I, I'm not crazy about like tactical, like uh, turn-based strategy combat. Like it's never been my favorite thing. Uh, there is like an auto battle system, which I kind of feel bad for using, but I've just been using it. Um, I'm also playing the game on kind of a really easy difficulty, so it feels like there's no stakes. But you can't change the difficulty once you've started playing, which is a bummer. Okay, that's frustrating. It is, because this game is like 80-plus hours long. Yeah, and it... Oh, man. And so I'm playing on normal casual, which is just... it, it, it I, I picked it because it was like the middle of the road, like the, just the regular ass difficulty. So I'm like, okay, there's going to be like a bit of a challenge. If you are like at the level of the enemy or like even maybe one below or anywhere above, you're just like one shotting every single enemy you come across. Yeah. And also I'm playing on casual. So there's no like fire emblem permadeath. So if a character dies, oh. they just kind of get knocked out. Yeah. He and fainted. so they don't actually like they don't just not exist. And how do you feel about that? I'm bored. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish that I played maybe not like a harder difficulty, but if I was playing on this kind of normal difficulty, I do wish that I picked the classic one, which has the permadeath. Mm -hmm. That way there's like at least some sort of stakes going into each battle. So I don't feel like I am literally just going through the motions. Right. And it would be like a unique story to you because if you like killed a couple right. people that you you know that i didn't kill right and that would have been kind of a cool thing to think about like if you're putting yourself in the if you're like putting yourself into the shoes of this professor like think about like i i think it's a really neat idea and i don't know if they actually really get into this because obviously i'm not playing on this difficulty but like hey you're a professor and this kid in charge of you and who you were like giving orders to fucking died under your watch and you just have to live with that yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. Like, that's fucking Man, wild. Bad day work, am I right? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm worried that because of the difficulty, I'm not giving it a fair shake. But, like, to be completely honest, I do not have time because there's other stuff that I want to play to just start over and, like, yeah, play on yeah. another difficulty. How, um, how this much is time also, do you think you've put in there so far? Oh, if I had my Switch, I would probably pull it out right now and check. But, uh, hmm, maybe 20, 30 hours... Uh, it's it, I've put in some time. Yeah, way too many to go back. Right. I mean, same thing with WoW. Like, I've put in about that many hours now mm. in my on my server. I'm not trying to start fresh on a right. brand new right. server. And my, my, my kind of concern is I feel like I know that this game is very long just from, like, reading a few of the reviews and, like, hearing some people talk about it. But fuck, man, like, it feels like at this point that any other game would just be wrapping up. But I know there is, like, at least another half of this game to go. So I'm like, man, I'm just... I'm yeah. really concerned that this cool plot stuff that's going to happen, I am i don't know if it's going to be enough to really just kind of push me to the end. Granted, it could be the coolest fucking thing. Like, a lot of people I have been talking to said it is really cool how they handle a lot of this stuff. But... I don't know. Um, also, I it's really hard for me to like a whole lot of the characters and like kind of get like a any sort of like me attachment to them. Like not the character, but like me like wanting to interact with these characters. Um, and I I don't know if that might just be the fact that there's like thirty of them. Yeah, that's uh, you a can lot. also recruit people who aren't in those houses to your class. You can take people from other classes and recruit them into your class. Which is interesting. So then they like become your unit and part of your class, and you hmm. can build bonds with them easier and stuff. But 
I don't know. As, I know as an outsider, that sounds like too many people. I know it's a good game. I know that this is super well made, but man, I am just having a hard time playing it. And it's really bumming me out. Yeah. Because I really want to like it. I, I feel like in an ideal world that I would really, really like this game. And I know that I am kind of the minority if you like look up anybody talking about Fire Emblem. Yeah, well, everybody's I was surprised like, this game you... is fucking great. Like, yeah, I was surprised, actually, that it didn't hit you just right. Me too. And I, I thought it was going to for a little while. But then, like, once I started getting into this rhythm of, like, okay, I'm, like, doing these cool things. I'm, like, teaching these people. I'm, like, raising their stats. I'm, like, building them out to be these own characters. But now it just feels like, all right, well, I'm just doing that. And I don't necessarily know what an end goal is. So... Yeah. I might report back in in a couple of weeks and just see if once I get kind of over that hump, see how things go for that. But I, I don't know. All right. It, it's September 9th when we're recording. Yes. Do you think you can get past? Do you think you can put in like, well, I, I don't know. how. Many, can you get past the spot by the end of September? I, yeah, I probably could, uh, especially since it's on the switch. Like that's kind of the one advantage that I think this game has is it is a big meaty game, but I can take it anywhere I want. And it's switch know? exclusive, right? It is. Yeah. It's a Nintendo, like Fire Emblem is a Nintendo oh, property. Oh, that's right. I yeah. knew that. So one of the reasons that I have been having issues playing this is because Control came out. Yeah, baby. God, that game is fucking cool. I'm very interested in that game. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, I'm playing on the base PS4, which don't. Um, it, uh, it, yeah, I've heard it ain't it so It runs good. like just a flaming pile of dog shit sometimes. Like uh, the, there's a, okay, chug let me chug back it, up. Chug it, chug it. So Control, if you're not aware, uh, the newly released uh, third person shooter from Remedy Entertainment, who did like Alan Wake, uh, Quantum Break. Uh, this is their kind of new thing. It's on multiple platforms. Uh, it's really neat. It's very like sci-fi oriented. Uh, a lot of kind of X Files, Twin Peaks kind of vibes with this one. Uh, you basically play as uh, this woman. Her name is Jessie. Uh, she essentially wanders into this building, the Federal Bureau of Control, which is essentially this like established U.S. government authority, like this bureaucracy that is designed to handle like paranatural stuff going on like other dimensions like weird weird shit in this game um and eventually like i'm not going to spoil anything but i am going to go over what happens in like the first five minutes of this fucking game mm -hmm. where like you basically just wander through this building and you don't know what the hell is happening and then you hear a gunshot come from like the director of the fbc's office and he just like fucking pops himself in the head you pick up his gun because, like, this voice in your head tells you to, and then you essentially become the new director of the Federal Bureau of Control. And it just kind of... turn of events. Right, and uh, every, like, the gun is really cool. Uh, it's it's called the Service Weapon, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, that's the a name, cool name for shit like in this game is so good. Um, so, like, it is a gun that is just a pistol, but as you go on, you can like upgrade it and unlock different forms. Like where if you just press square, like it just like sort of morphs into a shotgun or it sort of morphs into like a machine pistol. Or like I have one that it just sort of morphs into like a sniper. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a really, really cool thing. Uh, you eventually get different cool, like almost like telekinetic powers. Yeah. I have seen that from, and that's like primarily what a lot of the combat is. And let me tell you just picking up a random object off the ground and just flinging it at someone never gets old <laughs> yeah and and from what i saw and uh you mentioned this uh bit ago we were on 
our friend Chris's uh, podcast, mm. Look Who's Talking Mao. Plug, 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 plug. Go check it out. And uh, you should check that out. The the fact that when you reach out, it always, it yes. literally always will grab something. Yeah, as long as you have, like, your, quote, energy bar is filled, if it has to, it'll just, like, rip ground off of the ground or, like, concrete off the wall, and you can just, like, hurl it at people. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have, like, a bar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, like, an energy bar at the top, which is shared by all of your skills. Like, I don't have all of the powers. I just unlocked this, like, dash one, and that takes much less. But, like, you get, if you have a full bar, you can get, like, two quick uh, launch is what it's called. Like, you're, you're throwing shit. Mm-hmm. You get two of those in a row before you have to, like, recharge. Um, the The lore in the story is, like... I don't want to say it's like drip fed to you, but it's it, it, a lot of stuff is it's told from like the perspective of Jesse. Obviously, that's your character. But a lot of the dialogue is just her like inner monologue talking to this like voice inside her head, who is this kind of character, which you get into a little bit more. Um, and you will like pick up documents and like read shit. And a lot of stuff is like blacked out like you would expect this like classified document would be which is kind Mm -hmm. of really cool and it there's one the very first document you pick up like it's like hey you can't bring these items in here these are forbidden and it's got like okay well you know like a gun like a knife oh like a an object that kind of might resemble something or like oh well you can't bring in something that is uh like it, it might have this sort of like it's like an ideal version of something because it doesn't explain that. So it like leaves it up to your imagination to like try and figure out mm. what the hell is going on there. Like every single time I pick up anything in that game, I just stop and read it because it is so fucking fascinating. That's cool. Um, it's kind of Metroidvania ish. Uh, mm. The map is a little bit hard to go through, but man, that game is really cool. The enemies are like smartly designed and terrifying. It's got kind of a, I wouldn't say the game is scary, but it's very much, it's it's a little suspenseful, kind of like a it, similar vibes to like a Bioshock, like that first quarter of Bioshock yeah. where it's like you don't know what's happening and like there's no real jump scares, but shit's weird. Yeah. And you're trying like there's a there's a mystery. Right. And right. you are a fish out of water. Yes. And like you are trying to figure out shit as well as the main character, which is a really cool thing. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I'm going to spend a lot more time with it. Borderlands comes out this Friday, so I really need to get through this. Uh, how uh, how much of Borderlands do you think you're going to get into? I don't know. I don't know. I I really want to finish Control. Um, and I think you it, should finish Control. I, I do. I, I I fully intend on it. Um, yeah, that game's really cool. Uh, the enemies are really neat and like smartly designed. Uh, I just got like an ability where your launch can just grab a rocket that is just thrown at that shot at you and you can just throw it right back. Dope. It's real good. Oh, that, real good. That, what a sweet video game mechanic. Like, oh man. It, yeah. Whether it's Titanfall or uh, Bioshock, right. add that. Man, anytime you can straight up do that, you feel like a movie action totally. hero. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot recommend Control enough if you like uh, weird sci-fi and also feeling like a total badass. Um, I also think it's cool that like she's just this female main character which you don't really see a whole lot of big like first not first person uh big single player games kind of relying on as much anymore at least in like a more mainstream this very much doesn't feel like a big triple a release it feels like kind of like a double a so i well you can even think it in their other releases alan wake and quantum break yes uh both of those were single male protagonists right you know going on his mission and uh yeah, th- this seems really cool. Th- something it's really I, cool. 
uh, something I'm thinking about. You said that you basically have another character that's kind of in your head. Question mark. Uh, that may, that reminds me of how they're doing it in uh, Cyberpunk 2077, where the yeah, Keanu yeah. character mm-hmm. is kind of in your head. Well, he is in your head, um, but he is like kind of his own character that you can affect, and he can affect you. Yeah, this one is um, this one has like your decisions like mean nothing. Like this this game is yeah, like relatively linear in terms of like how the story progresses. There are like side quests and little like almost kind of dailies that you can get for like stuff what? to it, it it's really interesting like uh as you it's not like a daily where there's like a timer there are some quests with timers but that's not important to get into right now but excuse me but yeah like the the quote voice in your head i i'm i'm just totally spitballing here like i don't actually know anything about it so i can't really spoil anything but like it doesn't actually talk there's like this like visual kind of like shatter kind of look hmm. whenever it quote says something and then Jesse just kind of responds to it in her head. It's kind of a cool thing. That is cool. Um, yeah. So play control. That's really it. Um, that, those are mostly the big that. two that I've been playing. Uh, Cyberpunk uh, doesn't come out till like next April. Yeah, I think right? so. Okay. Then I think before this year is out, I think my two games I'm looking forward to the most are that like looking forward to playing are that and uh, outer worlds. Outer Worlds. Fuck, I forgot that's coming out. Is that? Yeah, the, Outer World, the, right, the Obsidian man, I, one. Yeah, I hate that I get them mixed up so bad yeah. in my head. Yeah, I don't really understand. Um, I, I'm interested in Outer Worlds, but I'm probably going to wait a while to play that because I for sure want to hear. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Plenty of reviews before I dive yeah, in. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. Uh, um, but Control, I didn't know that game existed until I saw the review on Giant Bomb the day it came out. And they're like, hey, check this out. And I'm like, I, this wasn't even on my radar. It's cool. It's really, really cool. I love really that cool. it just yeah. came. Well, I don't know what their marketing was. Maybe it just passed me by it may have. They didn't do a big push on it. I think it, it showed up at some E3 conferences. Uh, well, it but, seems great. Yeah. Like Bioshock, cool. where they're just like, hey, here it is. Word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. And then it's out there. Um, All right. Well, I, we are, uh, we are running a little long. So let's go ahead and take a little bit of a break. We'll come back and we will talk about some cool stuff that was announced at the Nintendo Direct this past like week or so. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review 
these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and The Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there. Maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Hey, we are back. Uh, so a super, super fucking good Nintendo Direct happened like last week. Did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, I did, but I want you to tell me about it because, uh, well... I watched it. Let's hear what you have to say. Okay, great. <laughs> I was like jumping off my fucking couch at like half those announcements. It was the wildest shit. Like anyway, okay. So, um it instead of like going through and like rewatching it and writing everything down like I probably should have, uh, I'm using uh, Kotaku's article written by Chris Kohler. Go give them a click. It is just entitled Everything Announced During Today's Nintendo Direct, which today was last Wednesday. Uh so this is in no particular order. Uh this is just Probably just whatever they had, like, deemed, like, most important at the top. But anyway, uh, first on their list is Super Nintendo games finally coming to Switch uh, tomorrow, a.k.a. it was, like, Thursday last yeah, week. so out now. Yeah, uh, I have, I think that is a much requested feature. Uh, mm -hmm. The games that are out right now for that are Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Star Fox, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Poyo Poyo 2, which actually never came out in America, so it's just like the Famicom version, hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, Super Tennis, Breath of Fire, uh, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Pilot Wings, uh, Stunt Race FX, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and Link to the Past. That's a good list. Like, that's, that's I feel like, for what most people would want from a library like this from the get-go. Like, mm -hmm. if you, I feel like if you ask a lot of people what they would want to play Super Nintendo games on the Switch, like, Super Mario World's on there, uh, Super Mario Kart, maybe, uh, definitely Super Metroid, definitely Link to the Past. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like those are like the ones that you like kind of have to get on there. I was, I, I like that Kirby's Dream Land 3 is on there because I think that is a really good game. Really surprised they just didn't put Kirby Superstar on there, which I feel is like the more complete Kirby mm -hmm. game. Like, not that Dream Land 3 is bad, but Dream Superstar is way fucking better. Yeah. Uh, is this doing anything for you? Uh, Not really. Okay. So what's funny is when they announced that, I, I feel weird about this direct because everyone who I whose opinion I value is just like, heck yeah, this thing is great. Look at all these announcements. And I'm like, man, I guess I'm realizing that I just don't care about the Super Nintendo that much. That's fair. Yeah, I, I never I, I actually... Just, I didn't realize. My it. first system was the original PlayStation. So, like, I missed all of these games. Mm -hmm. um, I Like, I've never played Super Metroid. I've always wanted to. Never played Link to the Past. But I also just have been historically known to just not give a shit about Zelda games. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, Super Mario World, I feel like everybody's played at some point. Uh, or at least part I, of it, you know? Yeah, I, w 
I would go back for that one. Right. Uh, if I hadn't already beat Link to the uh, Link of the Past, I would do that. Sure. Uh, Super Metroid's good. I that's the only game on that entire list that I've beaten. Um, I, I don't even think I ever actually beat Link to the Past. Now that I'm saying it out loud, but that's okay. I saw a lot of that game and I was happy with it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I have never played a Kirby game, so I can play uh, the one. Right. Dreamland Three is pretty good. I, it is a lot of fun. I, I I do still think that Superstar is the best one. I think it's honestly, it's not my favorite, but it is the I would say maybe the best one. Just kind of across Kirby period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they also announced, uh, kind of after the fact that they're not going to be doing like a monthly rollout, like they have been with the NES games. It's going to be just kind of a piecemeal, like as they come kind of a thing, which is a little bit of a weird choice, but I feel like this lineup is already really fucking solid anyway. Yeah. Honestly, the, the release schedule to me. So again, I'm kind of out of the loop. Sure. This, this direct more than any other has made me realize like, this direct really felt like a big deal to people who are fans of like niche bullshit. Yes, which I am. Like, <laughs> yes, and, that's exactly right. how I feel about this. It, it, it's it is. I, I feel like this direct was very much the personification of yeah, fuck it, let's put it on Switch. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah which we will get into later. Uh, yeah, so I I would play Kirby. I'd play the Mario game, mm-hmm. uh, whichever one you said. I can't even Super remember Mario World. Super Mario World because I've I've barely played that. Most of the other stuff I don't care about, but. In general, um, I think I mostly only like retro games in the like, hey, come over and we're going to couch co-op this thing. Sure. Um, which you can do with any game. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just it it didn't hit me like I thought it would. So I don't know the whole that kind of set the stage for the rest of the uh, rest of the show. Um, I want to say real quick, this is about Nintendo directs, not the actual news. Mm-hmm. This cracks me up. The show opens and I don't even remember what game they opened with where they there's this big dramatic for this one trailer or it was overwatch uh okay then right after that okay but there was something it doesn't matter but there was some reveals like hey this thing you know this old title this probably an snes game i don't know is coming to the switch well they did that and then they went through the rest of the presentation well the presentation is like 40 minutes long yeah i think well about 30 minutes into it uh they're up there they're like oh man haven't we had so much fun during this direct Remember when we did this and it shows the reveal? It's like, dude, that was 30 minutes ago. There's like a weird, (laughs) there's a weird charm to Nintendo Directs in that they are just this kind of weird thing. Like, I know a lot of people, I don't know if it's even a lot of people, but I know some people complain about like, man, you spent too much fucking time on this thing. Like, I think that summer before smash came out at e3 where they spent like 35 minutes on smash that's a bit much that should have been its own thing for sure but i i think whenever they like like i think of the mario tennis aces whenever they had like a deep gameplay dive into that and it was like 10 minutes or so of like Mm -hmm. them just going to like this is this and you can do this in this game and it's like super deep and i'm like there's a weird kind of charm to this and i i can't really like put my finger on it but i'm like really kind of here for it well i think it's funny when they because this is exactly what you're saying. When yeah. they were showing Banjo Kazooie yes. as a hey released character, Fucking he's shout out. out now. Check check out all his abilities. The depth that they go into of what his abilities do, how they can use them, tactics on how to use it. It's like man, you guys so that are was, going. That in. was technically after the direct, but that was oh, was it? Yeah, it was. There was a lot of fun charm associated with that too. I well, really it's funny, there's nothing else like that in the entire totally, industry. Totally. Like everybody else is like they have to be like super and even like Sony, whenever they I don't know if they're still doing the state of plays, they did like two of them. Uh yeah. They're like quote Nintendo Direct where they're just like, hey, they, they felt very almost 
I don't want to say lifeless, but they felt like they didn't have a personality. Like they were very, not necessarily corporate, but it was like, here's a game. Here you go. Here's a game. Here Mm -hmm. you go. Like it was, and that's totally what a Nintendo Direct is doing, but there's just this weird charm about it that I can't really like like put my finger on it. cultural stuff that that, uh, Japan is responsible for specifically. Like Like how after a lot of the games where they actually talk about, they say, please look forward to it. Which I think is a really neat, cool thing. Like I, I, I fucking love Nintendo Directs. Well, like everything it's, they do, it, it just doesn't. There's, there's not. It's apples and oranges compared to most releases. I mean, the Nintendo Direct has set the stage for how uh, a big company can release information, but also hype sure. people up. But also, it hits a bunch of spots in a specific way that other, you know, press conferences don't. I like that Sony dipped their toe in the state of play. I want to see more of it. I want to see a better version of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm always rubbed the wrong way in a funny way uh, at the press conferences of E3, for example, when you have somebody go up on stage and they do some dumb, really awkward skit. But it's not dumb in like the oh he he isn't this quirky it's and dumb fun in way. the like please stop like yeah, it's I like, need you to oh man you guys you guys probably. Yeah. Oh, like you should have tested of people this some thought more. This was a good idea. Yeah, uh. and it's just a bunch of corporate uh, misses. Yeah, you know, and um, at least when you get the like Todd Howards of the of the industry up there, even if they're really like halfway corporate about it, at least they got some personality. They, yeah. they've got their own brand that goes along with the the game and stuff. All of the directs are dripping with Nintendo. Uh, style right you know everything that that embodies and they nail it like whether you like it or not is is up to whoever i mean i think it's cool Mm -hmm. but it is undeniably its own charm and i wish that we saw more of that from other parts of the industry uh especially the the conglomerates the huge the sony's and microsoft's of the world because that stuff's interesting and it's personal and um i just get tired i i feel weird when i see something that seems like it you know, was revised like something written on a script that was revised ten times. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, I really like the style of the direct, even if I don't actually care yeah. about most of the stuff. In I it. think they're cool. Uh, going along here. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. It's okay. We're never gonna get through this podcast uh, if I keep no, opening like, my we're, mouth. We're gonna die here, Thomas. Yeah. Like this is well buckle yeah. in. <laughs> uh, they announced uh, that a banjo and kazooie coming to Super Smash Bros. Uh, that day which I did not expect because mm-hmm. I know like before that it said fall 2019. I'm like, okay, probably like a usually fall to usually means like end of November with a lot of release dates. Cause that, that you just give them a little bit of wiggle room, but there's like, no mm-hmm. fuck it. He's out now. I'm like, yeah, it was really <laughs> yeah. cool. And then I really enjoyed the deep dive. They did into that after where they also were like, Hey, uh, home run contest is back. I'm like, yeah, it is. Oh, that- fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, they added uh, Sands from Undertale as like a DLC yeah, like baby. skin, but it also comes with a hot as fuck remix of Megalovania. Yeah, they played it's that. It's real good. The, the I bought stream. it just for the music, like straight up. Uh, yeah, and Toby Fox, who's of course the composer for Undertale, mm-hmm. uh, which Sands is from. Um, he is the composer on another another game that I will get to later. Cool, cool. Yes, uh, uh, but I like that stuff. I, yes. I like Toby Fox. Um, that's, it's really neat how he just went from like this dude who made this like kind of weird almost earthbound kind of rom hack to you know playing smash bros with the creative director of smash bros yeah that's pretty cool cool. um and then they also announced the fourth dlc character for the fighters pass who is terry bogard from fatal fury which 
I know like it had sort of leaked out a little bit beforehand that it was going to be some sort of SNK rep. I think that's a really good one. Uh, personally, I would like to see them get really weird with like a fucking Metal Slug character or something. But that would have been I wild, didn't think right? About that. Yeah, That'd right. Be good. But I, I think this is a good pick. Like Fatal Fury and like all of that SNK stuff deserves to have representation. They've been super important in gaming history. The Neo Geo is a cool fucking system. Uh, you, Jimmy, and I were spitballing some. Well, actually, yeah. you know, I think it was mostly me reading and you guys talking. Yeah. But uh, me and Jimmy were just like, "Who the fuck could be next?" Because, like, to be honest, there's no rules. And they also yeah. announced, like, "Hey, we're giving you more DLC characters." I'm like, "Yes!" Like, I want Sakurai mm-hmm. to rest, but I just don't think that he would let himself do it. No, I don't. I don't think he can't. So, right? I just don't think he's capable. Um, which sucks. He's but, a shark if he stops swimming. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, it, it really feels like anyone could be in totally. the game. Like, fuck it. Goku is like the most non-zero percent chance he's ever been, and that's been a running joke since like 2004. Right. So, well, it's the yeah. This is the year of 2004. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder who we'll see. Um, I'm real. I'm I like I got fucking Persona in Smash Bros. So just whoever you want to give me, just I mean, I'll take I didn't, it. You I know? didn't expect fucking Sans as a technically right. playable character. Right. Which, by the way. Everybody online is playing him. Oh, no Every doubt. fucking person. How could you not? Like, I, I hopped on some online matches after that patch went live, and it's just like, sans, sans, sans. I'm like, <laughs> fucking, okay. I had to quit playing, because I just cannot play against me, Gunner. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore, which is a mouthful. What? Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE was a Fire Emblem uh, cross Shin Megami Tensei game that came out on Wii U exclusively and was apparently beloved by a whole lot of fucking people. It's like very kind of like J-pop musical centric, but like I think it's got some like combat similar to like a Shin Megami Tensei game. It always seemed really cool to me and I've always wanted to play it and now I get the opportunity. <sighs> okay, Jeremy, why did I just call you Jeremy? I don't know. Uh, Cam, if I could snap my fingers, if I, if I won the lottery tomorrow, yes. I wish I owned a business where i could have people just come in and play literally anything so that i could watch them play literally anything like i wish that while i was eating dinner i could watch people play all these might i introduce you to this website (laughs) twitch.tv i understand i understand (laughs) but you know it's different in person right right. yeah i get what you're saying uh, yeah I, i know and um uh like there are so many games i don't want to play i don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole but i'd watch someone else enjoy them and for me, that is like basically any JRPG. Sure. Like Fire Emblem games. I have zero interest in playing any Fire Emblem game I've ever seen. Um, but I wish I was in the room where it happened. I wish I could watch people enjoying this stuff mm-hmm. so I could just pop in and pop out. Yeah, totally. Because um, there are lots of stuff like, again, like this whole Nintendo Direct, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I'm not totally sure what this is. People seem excited. I wish I could be in the room with them when they're excited. Because, uh, man. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of that game. <laughs> I've never heard of it was, a bunch of It was of a stuff. very, like, as a lot of this Direct is, it's a very niche title. But it was uh, the people who, like, a lot of people that you see online, because there's been ob- an obvious trend of, like, bringing Wii U games to the Switch. And there's a fly right in front of me. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, there's been, like, this obvious trend of bringing Wii U games to the Switch. And this is one that I have felt like has the loudest kind of group of people, like, just really wanting kind of a definitive version like they have mm-hmm. done with fucking everything at this point there's like maybe three wii u exclusive games that haven't come out on the switch and it's like star fox zero uh the wonderful 101 uh 
and probably some uh, Super Mario 3D World, which I'm really surprised hasn't come over, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to play that. I've It always looked neat to me because I'm into that weeby bullshit. Um, and honestly, I just like really great music in games, and I like heard some of the Do music, that. and it's very like J-poppy in like a really cool way that I'm really interested in. I listened to the Sonic the Hedgehog racing uh, oh, soundtrack. God, okay, like uh, okay. Oh, are you talking about like Team Sonic Racing or like yes, Sonic yes, yes. R? Okay, okay, that's fine. That's uh, I fine. I think Team Sonic Racing. Great, um, the new one. I think. Great. Okay. I, I don't sure. know. I found a link online at one point, a Spotify playlist that somebody made. Anyway, I listened to it. And, uh, man, that, that stuff is not really my cup of tea. Like, I would never usually turn that on of all the game music I could listen to. But I turn it on, and I'm like, I'm tapping my feet. I'm like, man, this is Hell pretty yeah. catchy. Like, Hell yeah. It's, it's so uniquely J-pop. Well, it's, it's like English J-pop. But that stuff cracks me I feel like me Sonic up. music is just kind of its own weird genre at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really it does is, feel like it, its own it, genre. It has its own kind of flavor for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we have another very niche thing. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2. Which is something that I never would have expected. Deadly Premonition yeah. is a weird as fuck mystery game, uh, and also it's the original ones out on Switch, like as of last week. Uh, yeah, uh, those games are weird and like not in like. Uh, Swery is the like the creative director of those. He's very strange uh, in like he he's he, he has his own style for sure. Like yeah. he he puts out some like really neat and interesting games, and I think that's probably why this is like so sought after even though i don't think anybody expected a sequel to that fucking game but uh yeah he 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 very much has his own style which is kind of neat and yeah if you haven't seen any of deadly premonition one i really kind of feel like the best way to experience that first game is to watch somebody play it because it's really just kind of a little frustrating to play uh i know way back like giant bomb did a kind of an endurance run of deadly premonition there's tons of like youtube videos of people playing and i would recommend going and checking it out if it seems like your cup of tea you might like it if you can put some gameplay annoyances aside for the sake of like a weird cool mystery story then definitely check it out cool uh, yeah and i i'm interested in that for sure um assassin's creed rebel collection will be available december 6th which is a port of black flag and rogue uh, people really like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. It's a cool uh, pirate game. That is arguably the most interested I've been in any Assassin's Creed game. Well, it's Yar. coming to Switch. Oh, I yeah. missed that. Well, this is a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've cool. never I've never played an Assassin's Creed game for more than like 10 minutes. So, I don't know if I'd fire this one up. It, I, have a, I have an issue going back, like, not super long to games. Like, I can jump pretty easily back to, like the super nintendo but it's really tough for me to jump back like a generation sometimes just because i feel like yeah the the games were good enough to f- still feel right. modern right uh but not enough to <laughs> to hold you tight right uh, can you tell me are you able to stream stuff from the switch natively no you are not um uh, whenever i do my streaming i have an elgato that i have it hooked up to and that to runs do my streaming. pc yeah it's a capture card um yeah uh, so, well, maybe oh, maybe I'll catch somebody. I might actually turn on that website known as Twitch. Oh, interesting. Um, because I could I could check that out. Uh, I'm probably not going to play it. So uh, I wonder if I can catch somebody who's uh, just starting it. 
that would be interesting. Probably would be able to, yeah. Especially like once it comes out. I know a lot of people like streaming games on launch day for sure. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, we have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition coming 2020. Uh, I didn't really expect that just because I feel, well, I mean, I guess that's one of the Wii U games that has now made its way over because like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had come out and I know a lot of people really wanted a remaster of Xenoblade Chronicles because that game is actually a Wii game. They like got like a sort of remake on the Wii U and sure, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, JRPG bullshit. But yeah, uh, it a lot of people have told me that I would really like it. So I might give that a shot. But man, my my time is filling up with beefy JRPGs that I don't know if I'm going to have time to get through because like uh, here in the next couple of weeks, Dragon Quest Eleven comes out on Switch, which I already have pre-ordered. Like, I'm really excited to just dive into that. And then probably around the time I finish that, fucking Persona 5 Royal is going to come out, and there goes the rest of my fucking free time. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to check it out. I know I'd probably like it, but, you know, I, <laughs> we'll see if I have time for it. Yeah. Um, Overwatch is coming to Switch in what is arguably the worst-kept secret of all fucking time. Um, yeah, there's the leak recently of the uh, license, the officially licensed right. Overwatch Nintendo Switch yeah, case. Man, uh, fucking was that an Amazon leak? I think. Yeah, it was. Man, we we live in the age of leaks. It's and, wild uh, that most of them also come from like third party peripherals, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, like that's it's always weird. a bag or like some sort of controller or like a skin for something. Right. Of all the things to right. give away. Yeah. Uh, that's goofy. I still don't know. I've, I've only, I've barely researched it, but, uh, it's not clear to me if any of my, like, PlayStation stuff would carry over to the Nintendo Switch. Um, excuse me. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if it would, because I can't remember if way back in the day I logged in to my, uh, Blizzard account on my PlayStation. I want to say I did not, because my Hearthstone account is not linked to anything else. So, uh, that begs the question. If, you know, are they trying to appeal to people who already own the game and would want to play it on Switch? I would say probably not, just because I don't think there's any sort of cross-progression, which kind of defeats the entire purpose. Like, I'm not yeah. going to pick this up just because I don't, I have, I've already, like, I started playing on PC and then quit playing, but had some cool skins, started playing again on PS4, really wished that I could bring those over, but instead I just had to start over, and now I have a ton of cool skins on PS4, and I do not want to have to start over again. Like, that, that game is not it is not my thing enough for me to want to play through all of that time again. Yeah. I mean, I, at least it is all vanity. I mean, right, I'm preaching totally. to the choir here. You know, if you picked it up, you'd have the same exact stats and stuff. Sure. As, as it, anybody it, else. I think there's definitely going to be some people who play it, but I think that's the people who are maybe still playing it. Like yeah, actively, I mean, you know, so here, here's what I would do. So yesterday, uh, the chiefs are, you know, we're playing football like on Sunday and, uh, my friend invited me over. Well, truth be told, I actually don't like football. Like I used to, um, you know, I've never been like a massive fan, but I weirdly, I, when I, when I am in a room full of people who are talking about football, I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like when I talk about video games around people who don't care about video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's one thing for me to like be ignorant and not know about stuff and that's fine, but it's another to feel like I am living in a different world as these people. And so the issue is that, uh, some of the people I, I go and watch the game with get angry a lot at oh, all yeah. sorts of football mm-hmm. stuff. I know plenty of football fans who who just get upset. So a lot of sports fans who just get upset at sports. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so what I would do when I go over there, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to kind of half watch the game, but 
I, I need to occupy myself with something that I don't need to, like once I took uh, one of my consoles over there and I was like, Hey, some friend of mine who said you wanted to play X, you know, whatever game with me, let's, let's do that. And I did it. And he was like, yeah, I'd rather just watch football. And I was like, that's fair. But if I come over here, I need to be like, I need to right. be independent. You're just, you're just there to like hang out with your friends. You don't give a shit about like what is actually happening. Yeah. I wish I could do something with you, but honestly, just being in the same room is okay. So that's exactly where I would play Overwatch. Right. I, because I could set up my sure. own screen. I don't have to bring a monitor over, which was the really cumbersome thing last time. Because even if I didn't have to bring my PlayStation over, bring a monitor over is a pain. Uh, but now, I mean, I would just have the screen right in front of me. I could plug I in a pro controller. Pro controller cause, yeah, God, yeah. The Joy-Con I'm sticks are terrible. Absolutely not playing a shooter yeah. with the Joy-Con. Uh, but that—that's what I would do. Uh, I saw that um, on PC, Overwatch is like twenty dollars, so that's nothing crazy. Yeah, I believe this is forty on Switch. That makes so, sense. Yeah, it, it's yeah, what it is on everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I hope that stuff sounds cool. If, if this really makes a splash, which I doubt it will, but. If this makes a splash, it would be great to see more shooters, more multiplayer shooters find their way onto the Switch. Because if I had more opportunities to use the Switch as, you know, in the best way possible, which is, hey, I can take this anywhere, I'd have to be on Wi-Fi to sure. play something like yeah. that. But Which if is I w- kind of a weird, like, it, it always online games are kind of a weird thing for me on the Switch. Like, I understand wanting to put everything on the Switch, but... Mm-hmm. It, it takes away from the idea of like being able to take it with you like that's well, been interesting to me if i'm on i we don't have the subway around here but if i was on the subway if i was on the city bus if i'm playing a competitive game where i'm really actually trying to win i want to play that on the bus right even if i had perfect internet i i need headphones on and i don't want to be in a public place with headphones like that even though play, people do that all the time uh but yeah there to me this is exactly a take this over to your friend's wi-fi house and and play games um so if this does well i hope we see more stuff like this because i could i mean shit if apex came to the switch Ooh, yeah, i, I, I think that. that's a harder sell it i absolutely that game would just like melt your switch uh i think they could find ways to do it but i understand yeah i understand what you mean i hope it does well because i think it'll do there, fine there are possibilities you know? for me there where being able to have that screen somewhere else would would be great for me yeah um so we also, also i just like overwatch though. that's fair we also have divinity sin divinity or the divinity original sin 2 definitive edition that's hard to say that is a uh, it's available on switch uh today or last week can you uh, say the name of that one more time divinity original sin 2 definitive edition uh it nice supports job. cross saves between steam and switch which is oh, wow. cool that's good I like that that that's the only comment i have people like that game i'm happy for them that they get to play that on the go uh, uh that's cool i just wish they'd allowed the new pokemon on it or the oh, old pokemon you know please don't get me started on that nice. um <laughs> uh game freak speaking of pokemon hey. uh their game town is now called little town hero uh, mm-hmm. that was the game you were alluding to earlier where toby fox is actually composing for it that's cool. uh the main character's name is axe but he doesn't have any weapons he uses ideas to fight monsters in this town it looks really charming and like kind of a neat thing does he walk around and ask people questions uh yes probably actually yeah so uh yeah it comes out october 16th which is pretty soon i didn't expect to see that until like next year dude nintendo uh, man yeah it, they're just like free. hey like shout out to them like hot out the oven it's pretty cool i'm i'm interested to see that um bethesda's re-releasing doom 64 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yes. I've heard that is a Doom game. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, I can't really speak to that myself. Um, here is probably the weirdest announcement of the entire direct. Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast is coming to the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm glad that's like we're on the same page this there. Month. That's like September 24th is the release date for it. Like, just fucking what? Like, I, that I is... have friends who who love or loved that game, but when they announced it, I'm just like, how do I feel about this? I, I was just like, huh, all right. Like, it very much, I heard somebody describe on a show I was listening to today, like, if you go back to, like, IGN's April Fool's joke about how they were just like, we're putting every single fucking thing on Switch, at some point, once it got to, like, this during the presentation, I'm like, are they just doing that like is that just <laughs> is this are they like just making good on that april fool's joke Dude, like as we've talked about literally before, one april of the fool's last jokes, things i would have ever expected yeah absolutely that would Fuck, have been way yeah. down those well like we've talked about before i feel like april fool's jokes are just a like uh it's dipping your toe in the water. It's it's a company finding an opportunity to sure. be like, well, hey, uh, what going off on like kind of a tangent, like they announced Yakuza 7 and it's a turn-based RPG now. Yeah. But like the last time they showed off gameplay for it was April Fool's Day and people were just like, oh, that's a joke. And they're just like, nah, what's up, motherfuckers? We made that game. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Sure. Man. Yeah, all right. April Fool's. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Super Kirby Clash is a free-to-play Kirby game. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I have it installed. Um, I've just been playing Control or, like, just sticking around on my phone. I, There's, yeah. I have heard that it is very free-to-play-y. Oh, free-to-start. Free-to-start, I'm sorry. It's free-to-start. Yeah, that's that's the terms that they use. Uh, but. Yeah, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And then I watched some, I, I watched, like, 20 minutes of gameplay of it, and I was like, okay, yeah. yeah free-to-start is exactly like, what this it, is. It's, it's a boss rush, I think, like, a class-based uh, boss rush, which... Honestly, like, the boss fights in Kirby have never been my favorite parts. Like, everything else is, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I, I might fire that up and check it out just because it's, you know, free Kirby game. But I... Uh, hey, I, I promise I'll be quick on this. The only Kirby game I have played, I forgot I played this, mm. was the Kirby Tilt game. Kirby Tilt and Tumble for the Game Tilt Boy? Tilt and Tumble. Hell yeah. Dude, that game's hard as fuck. There's not a six axis or whatever so there's, on there's the motion, Switch. There's motion sensors in the Joy-Cons. Oh. Yeah, which you can, like, we didn't talk about it but in overwatch you can do like the motion controls for aiming what you know how like breath of the wild you like aim your arrows and you like pick up your switch and move yeah, it around yeah yeah even, like even odyssey when you go super mario odyssey when you're in first person you can like aim your view yeah, around like, that's how you you can aim with like motion controls and stuff and like that uh people really liked it for splatoon uh i think Fortnite. a lot of people used it as well wow yeah neat thing uh can i sorry i promise i'm not trying to get derail us you're again. good uh I've seen stuff for like the VR Nintendo, like you know how the yeah the Labo, the Labo works, things, yeah, where it's basically Google Cardboard. You just mm-hmm. put the screen right yeah. in front of your fucking face, uh, and they call it virtual reality. I yeah, mean, I guess like that. You know, sure. Te- sure, technically is yeah, it technically is. Um, do you th- not that I want to attach something like that to my face. The switch is just a little too heavy for me. But um, do you think that would ever be practical? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I don't know if they're going to keep trying that stuff because the idea of that seems cool, and I really am going off the deep end here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would I wouldn't mind seeing a tilt and Mor- tilt and world game or whatever like tilt and tumble. tumble. Yeah. Tilt and tumble. I would love to see that. Uh, if they can make that stuff not be too gimmicky, mm-hmm. uh, like the Labo stuff is, um, yeah, I think that'd be nice. But 
Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think that would do really well with the handheld. I think, that'd be neat. I think the like, game was Game you, Boy Advance. Yeah, and maybe? if you kind of look at, even though they were, in my opinion, like the worst part of the game, but like in Breath of the Wild, those shrines that are like the mazes where you like tilt it around and like move the ball through this like maze and like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, but I can imagine. Oh, okay. So like, you know, those like uh, wooden like actual like puzzle mazes you could grab onto where you like tilt mm-hmm. something and like a yeah, metal ball metal rolls ball. around yeah it, it's that essentially but okay. you like moved your controller around and stuff like that that's cool yeah it's I, like I a probably fun like that, analog digital hopefully thing way more fun because i just ended up fucking cheesing all those anyway moving on uh luigi's mansion 3 they showed us a little bit more gameplay and a scream park mode which is kind of like a two to eight player uh like arena style like kind of a mini game thing it looked like essentially just like a fleshed out mario party mini game which seems cool also eight players is a fucking lot uh but yeah i I, that game looks really good and like this feels weird and kind of out of left field like they didn't need to do it because i feel like i was already just kind of sold on that game anyway uh but sure you know people will like it all right moving on from that we have a game that is near and dear to my heart Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hmm. Got a little bit of uh, more information about that, which we knew going in. Uh, They added a Pokemon Camp feature, which uh, you don't play Pokemon, right? Yeah. Correct. So the more recent games have this like feature where you can like feed your Pokemon berries and like pet them and dress them up and it like makes them happy, like increases your bond with them. Like uh, it helps like their performance in battle and stuff like that. It's kind of just this neat like little fan servicey thing. But for the most part, it's relatively just completely optional. Um, I think that's going to be the case here, but it's Pokemon Camp where you just like have all of your Pokemon and you're just like camping out in the wilderness together. And they showed where you could like throw a cool ball and like your Pokemon would go catch it and they'll play together. And it was really good. It was really good, Thomas. Yeah, I did see that. Oh, it was really good. Oh, man. And real talk. Uh, they showed a Litwick in there, which means my boy Chandelure is going to be in this fucking <laughs> video game. Let's fucking go. <laughs> my favorite pokemon i love it um is that really your favorite pokemon yeah totally i love chandelure so cool um anyway uh the they added some more like character customization stuff which has been in some of the recent ones but like this one seems really robust down to like hairstyles and like makeup and did they covered this in the direct they did oh uh i guess i had my eyes closed for half of it or something i mean if you don't care about pokemon like i totally understand I mean, yeah but like you can like they have a lot more flexibility in terms of like what you can like put on your trainer which is cool um, yeah that is cool because it's it's pretty much always been male or female and that's right. mostly it right right and then it wasn't until recently that you could like kind of change your appearance but this one they seem to be really leaning into that a whole lot more you could do cool. a little bit of that in uh pokemon let's go but not to the extent that i would have liked and this seems to be the extent of what i would like cool um they also had this thing where at your pokemon camp you can uh do this like cool fun gimmicky mini game because they always have one and they're like super charming where you can make curry and eat it with your pokemon and then log up to 100 of them into your curry decks what yeah i'm really into it what are you serious yes so you're collecting it's basically like a record of like it's it's like any other rpg where it's like you have your cooking recipes yeah it's just like they're calling it the curry decks because of fucking course they are. <laughs> and it's just a way of like keeping track of like I made this one and it's like this recipe to do it. Uh, do they do anything different? Uh, I think they probably will. Yeah. Oh, I'm, but yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that was kind of. But a, yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't, they didn't go into that. And then that uh, is funny. Oh, yeah. my gosh. 
they also showed off a couple new Pokemon. Uh, one of them is like this sentient tea inside of a kettle, and his, he's a ghost, and his name is Pol Geist, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> uh, and I forget Top the name tier. of the other one. He's like this dumb fucking bird. Yeah, is this bird that has like a fish? Yeah, like if he uses surf or like dive, then he like gets a fish in his mouth, and if somebody attacks him while the fish is in his mouth, he just fucking shoots it outright at him. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, Thomas. Pokemon is a good video game. Okay, so I definitely did see that. And that cracks me up because it's like what I had mentioned before about the Banjo-Kazooie bit where yeah. it's like, hey, here's this thing and check out these strategies and, right. and all the moveset right. stuff. And I watched them like, what is happening right now? They're straight up like giving me pro strats on how to use this bird of like, check out. I, I didn't expect them to show me a new Pokemon that, yeah. and new moves. Because and that's to been me, like, it's kind like, of, here's a whole new generation of Pokemon. Right. So for them to be like, and they've been kind of like two. piecemeal, like drip feeding them out a little bit, which I'm kind of here for. Like it's keeping things interesting. And the way that a lot of people I mean, people I'm hearing get, about more Pokemon. Right. And as I think result. that's because they're not just like throwing a fuck ton out at once. I think this is yeah. a smart move. I'm really, really damn excited for this game. Um, they showed off Animal Crossing a little bit, which I did not expect them to. Oh, yeah? Um, that's like almost... Well, besides Banjo-Kazooie, that's the only thing I did expect. I, I didn't expect Animal Crossing at all. Like, they didn't announce it. Like, going into this direct, they said, we're showing off Pokemon Sword and Shield and also some Luigi's Mansion and other games. But, it, yeah, I didn't expect them to do this considering that, like, at E3, they were just like, hey, we're taking our time. We're pushing it back to... I think it's, like, March 20th is the release date for it. Um, but they showed off some, like, basically how the, like start of that game is going to go short of like just showing you the start of the game where you're on this like island and you can like i guess they played minecraft and or stardew valley because you can like get raw materials on an island and oh, use yeah. them to like craft your tools which i think is going to be a really cool thing uh you can do like uh local uh local people like you can have four people playing at once on the same switch which i think is a neat change but also you can have up to eight players online in a certain i guess village island i don't know what they're calling it uh yeah man i mean it looks so good and peaceful and charming and i just really need that yeah it i cannot fucking wait for that game i really like what i saw it's uh, i've it only is, played stardew mm-hmm. i've never played any other games like that like harvest moon imagine or if Crossing. stardew valley was less stressful in that you didn't have to worry about running out of energy at the end of the day mm-hmm. like it's just like you just kind of do what, do you, what you want you on want. this island and it's a very chill just relaxing experience i really really like animal crossing a lot i'm very very excited I'm and the game looks to this. gorgeous yeah like i was watching they showed off some like wind weather effects and like the leaves individually blowing on the trees was really nice it was really good man put weather effects in a video game oh, yeah you got uh, me. we're definitely running long so i'm gonna just kind yeah, of Cam, really breeze you, through these i know it's all my fault here. <laughs> uh Trials of Mana, the remake of Second Death Setsu 3, will be available on April 24th, 2020. That's another JRPG that you probably know nothing about. No. Nope. I barely do, <laughs> but that's like a game that never came to the West, and they're like really rebuilding it from the ground up to look very nice, like very 3D action. It looks really good. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn is coming to Switch oh, yeah. this fall. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Dude, I, okay. I have been waiting to play that for the kind of inevitable Switch release. Uh. I hadn't even thought about a Switch release. That was a game that I was probably going to forget about for like two more years mm-hmm. and then discover it and be like, oh shit. And then, and then like right. preach to the whenever, world. Whenever it like rolled is. up as like the next thing on the Switch thing, I'm like, oh fuck oh, yeah. 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 I completely forgot that I really wanted to play it, but I'm like, yeah, all right. Cool. I'm very interested. Switch in is that. perfect for it. Like it's coming yeah. to other platforms too, which is cool. But obviously, like if you are that kind of an indie developer, 
the Switch is the, pl- the place to be, and you really want to be showcased on a fucking Nintendo Direct. So I think that's great. Yeah, man. Very excited for uh, that. Yeah, that's um, I have been told the best exciting. way. I barely know anything about it other than, like, the premise, but I... I've been told that I should not know more than the premise, and maybe that's too much. Like, just play it. Just go in blind. I'm really excited to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue Company is a new team-based shooter from Hi-Rez Studios, who did Smite, uh, coming to Switch in 2020. I kind of zoned out for this part. It looks like a just a team-based shooter. So, yeah. sure. Uh, Tetris 99 is getting a new mode called Invictus. Shout out to the best Battle Royale released this year. Uh, it is... <laughs> only available for like people who have won a match which mm-hmm. i have so i'm like i might go check it out but i also will just get their shit kicked out of me because i haven't played since i won a match yeah um that's yeah, yeah that's there's also the gonna struggle. be like a two-player versus cpu mode that's paid dlc all available like uh tomorrow as of the direct so it's out now um and then they have a package version of tetris 99 which comes with an individual switch uh online membership that is Wait, I think, t- out now that as well like a, just a physical copy of Tetris 99. Oh, which is cool. Uh, cool. And then Damon X Machina demo launches uh, today as of last week, but that game comes out Friday. Um, I know our friends Jimmy and Debbie are really, really excited about it. I want to check out that demo. People seem to like that demo, but there's a lot of other games out right now that I need to get through first. Oh, that was a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. It was, it was, it was packed. 40 minutes is a long Direct. Yeah. Because they're usually like 20, 30 minutes and they like airtight pack those things. Um, yeah. So I think that was great. I really, really like that direct. But like you were saying earlier, it was very niche. So like it didn't speak it to everybody. Niche. There were a lot of people who were like, it was OK. And there were a lot of people just like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I I would say the Oberdin announcement was at least in my. Well, uh, maybe the thing I was most excited about, actually. Um, and then when I saw people talking about it, I didn't see a single person mention it. And I'm like, oh, man, this really, this really yeah. passed, passed a lot of people by. Sure. Uh, I think my favorite announcement might actually just be the fact that they're putting out more DLC characters for Smash. I really, really like just the Smash hype cycle. I think yeah, it is just like one of too. the coolest things about video games. I don't like when it teetles over to being really toxic because that's a very thin line. But it's like right up to that line. It's just a really cool, exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on from that, uh, time to shout out our hero of the week. Oh, hey. Which we forgot to do last episode. Give me 15 seconds. Okay. One thing I forgot. Okay. Uh, Celeste has free right. DLC. Right. Which is out today of this recording. Yeah, it is out right now. It is the Farewell Chapter, Chapter 9. I have it not checked out. I hear it's apparently new. very fucking hard. Yeah, very fucking hard. But, uh, new music composed for it and everything, which I think is the most exciting thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, if you I'm check that out, you that. should talk about that next week. Uh, yeah, I absolutely will. Great. Cool. Uh, now it's time to shout out our hero of the week. <laughs> uh, this is a segment where we signal boost somebody that's doing something positive and awesome in the gaming space. Uh, this week's hero of the week. I wanted to shout out the Twitter account at can you pet the dog? Um, I feel like this has become a little bit more known in kind of that gaming bubble, as I described earlier. It is literally just a Twitter account that just says whether or not you can pet a dog in a video game. And it is blown up in a way that I don't think that person expected. It's always just like got these like cool gifts or like little video clips of that happening. It has affected like actual games and development, like a game near and dear to my heart, Enter the Gungeon. Uh, oh, do you like that game? I do. Uh, there's a character, one of the main four that you start with, has a quirky companion, and you couldn't pet it. And so they like that Twitter account was just like, you cannot pet the dog and enter the gungeon. And one of the developers replied to the tweet and said, all right, hang on. 
And they like <laughs> patched it in because of that uh, for like this big farewell up farewell oh, update like that you that. did. And it's a really good animation. But it's wait, like the dog petting is that really it's good a really animation? good animation. Oh, that's great. It's really good. I'll have to show it to you sometime. Um, but no, if it's just like a super wholesome break from a lot of unfortunate negativity in the gaming space. Uh, that person is yeah. doing really cool work. Um, wait, besides the doggo Twitter handle. Well, like just that. And it's turned into this like almost marketing, uh, like this cool marketing thing for games to get noticed. But like, hey, check out our game. You can pet the dog in our game. And it's like really kind of caused this like <laughs> oh, that's big. Fun. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, I really highly encourage you to check it out every Friday. He kind of uh, he or she or they I don't actually know. Uh, they relax the kind of rules a little bit to where it's not just about dogs. It's about okay, well, for, quote, casual Friday, we're going to have it to where it might just be this, like, fun, interactable, like, thing you can do with this, like, kind of companion creature or something like that. So maybe it's like, uh, for instance, in Super Mario Odyssey, if you throw your hat and there's that, like, little Shiba running around, he'll go and pick up and bring the hat back to you. Like, stuff oh, like that. Oh, I That's, didn't know that. Yeah, it's really cool. You should do that. Um, it not necessarily about petting the dog but it's very similar and it doesn't have to be about dogs on that friday so you guys should go follow that it's a really nice break from how shitty the world is right now uh it's Indeed. it's really good that's cool i like that all right uh so that's going to do it for the show this week thank you everyone for stopping by um if you like what we've heard so far uh consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroes podcast that'll help the show and our network grow to even do even cooler stuff excuse me if you can't contribute financially, that's okay. Share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Those rate reviews and sharing goes a long way. So if you guys have the time or ability to do that, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or ideas for topics for, uh, for shows, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod and your submissions could make the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TheCandyMan and Thomas is at TeganNotSarah1. Uh, if you're in the Kansas City area or even just passing through, be sure to check out at GG underscore Kansas underscore city on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. Facebook. Wow. Uh, we've got links to different gaming events and communities in the area that would love to have you be a part of them. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow. Tomorrow.